You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban and staff writer at Mavs.com. Did I do it right? You got it. Good job. <laughs> what you got for me, Isaac? You got some neon trim? Neon trim. Uh, the jerseys debut tonight. Pretty cool, pretty cool hype video. You guys see the hype video? I did actually really enjoy dope. that hype video. There were some scenes of Dallas. You, you looked around and you saw a lot of different uh, areas of Dallas, and it's cool living here and recognizing that stuff and being like, oh, yeah, you know, there's some, you know, the Trinity Bridge and, you know, buildings and stuff that you recognize. It was just really cool. It was. It, it's cool. Um, I, I still think uh, I still like the jerseys. I like the black a lot. Yeah. Harrison Barnes mentioned something in the locker room before the game. He said, man, uh, I'd like to see a court change. Uh-oh, Salah and Ed Davis. Let's go. I noticed this, we're not going to get into the game yet. The game has, has turned into blowout theater. I did not intend for this to be blowout theater, but it is all of a sudden 97-76 with four and a half minutes left. <laughs> it's really, really close, but I did not expect it to get there. Uh, I noticed that Salah would go at everybody except for Nurkic. <laughs> Salah did not go at Nurkic well, at all. He didn't go after him in like a like a push. Not he at all. all over him. Not at all. He did not even not even anything close to pushing him. Salah had a nice uh, jam early in the game, and, uh, but yeah, Ed Davis, man, uh, didn't know he was uh, Will Chamberlain. Uh, what a uh, <laughs> he's only he's got 15 points, but uh, Ed Davis is uh, the center of the hey let's be a random role player and break out against the Mavericks with DJ Augustine and Rodney Hood in the backcourt, um, but. Ed Davis, as in the Portland trade hypothetical one we talked about yesterday. Yeah. But if uh, they started Mo Harkless no, tonight. that'll be the trade that we, tar- we talk about today. That is true. Because later in the podcast, Isaac and I are going to go through our West Matthews trades to the Western Conference. We did the Eastern Conference yesterday, uh, and so go check that out if you haven't. But then later in the podcast, after we finish fourth quarter theater, we will go back to the Western Conference trades. And uh, any thoughts on this game? Dennis almost destroyed Ed Davis. Well, why is this the Ed him. Davis show? Um, Tar Heel Ed Davis. I, I used to love Ed Davis. Uh, I did too when he was on the Lakers. I loved him when he was at Carolina. So, oh, okay, all right. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, Dennis almost um, destroyed his life. So uh, Dennis Gosh. tried the dunk. But props to Ed Davis, though. He did get ball with his hands. So, But he yeah. got body too. But what did he get with the rest of them? Yeah, he got body. <laughs> got him on that. One day, Dennis is going to land one of these. It's going to break the internet. It's yes, gonna be glorious. I'm so ready for that day. I'm trying to think of anything else that frustrated me about this game. I mean, the fourth quarter was just stupid. But one I, thing I will say, I started to say this a while ago, but for the people who are, who are advertising for the hey, let's put Trey Young beside Dennis Smith. Let's put you oh, know, yeah. Kemba Walker beside Dennis Smith. Run the two guard backcourt, you know. Portland's, or at least the people that say this could work, you know. Yeah, and like you look at the Portland backcourt, and one, I tell you, there's already been grumblings about them breaking it up, or that they'll have to break it up, CJ and Dame. But you also saw like the downsides of it too, because 
earlier in the game, Carlisle just kept on posting up West on McCollum. And they would even run switches to And it was actually working. Like, Wes has, yeah. Wes has gotten – I don't know if he's gotten better as a post player. He's, a, he's definitely more effective than, like, say, last year or even the year before. So it looks like something he's definitely worked on and improved, improved upon. Uh, he's still not great dribbling and driving. But that post-up, at least, you know, he gets the turnaround. He gets enough yeah. space. He gets the shot in, in rhythm and a lot of – not a lot of really good balance from him yeah. when, he, when he does that turnaround in the post. And your boy. Wipe out. Um, yeah, another thing on West this morning at shoot around, uh, Carlisle had some had a really long good quote about West. I know Jeffsky and Wade talked. Uh, actually, used uh, my tweet this morning talking about it in a pregame uh, before the game about just Rick talking about what West means to the team and how he's having a good year. And oh, I don't know what just happened. With Lillard just slid from the restricted area all the way to the basketball stanchion. That was Dwight Powell, so it wasn't Salah. I think if that was Salah, <laughs> he would have been punched. Yeah, he would have just got right back up and slapped him in the face. But, no, I mean, it was kind of a frustrating game because you know, we were kind of in it uh, for most of the game until the fourth quarter, and now we're, uh, now we're not. That, at, at some point, at the end of the third quarter, it was like 65-63, and the Mavericks had a chance to tie it. And then just all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it just the doors blew off. It's 100 to 82 now with just about three minutes left. We got a Collinsworth oh, sighting. We got Maxi. We got Jake Lehman sighting. Oh no! And Meyer, Terry Stotts has put in the scrubs. Myers Leonard. Myers. We got Jake Lehman. We have Connaughton who's still out there. Zach Collins. I'm glad McRoberts can get in. Cool. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm glad Motley's up for this game. He's not. He's not. <laughs> uh, got some more good minutes from Zach, or from, uh, I almost said Zach Collinsworth. No, I, well, you said Zach Collins, and it, it's interesting. It, it's just another reminder. Like, he was the pick right after Dennis. Zach Collins was picked 10. Yeah. Dennis was 9. And, you know, we don't hear. And they traded two firsts for him. Yeah, and, we, like, we don't hear a lot about Zach Collins because, you know, he comes off the bench and whatever because we know Donovan Mitchell came, you know, three spots after Collins. And, but and Mitchell's like, game, even if even if they were playing at the same level, Mitchell's game plays a lot louder than Collins' does. You know, like we wouldn't be hearing as much. Can you imagine if Portland drafted Mitchell and then – That the, would be a decision they would have to make. And then they, if they drafted Mitchell, then they could ship off McCollum somewhere and – or they could just roll with all three of them because right now Shabazz Napier is their third guard. Yeah. And wouldn't you rather have Mitchell than him? And that would be a, that would be a great place for Mitchell to you know to be the sixth man to grow to you know play behind those guys. I mean the minutes may be a little limited for him at that point, but who gets paid more money this offseason, Pat Connaughton or Yogi Ferrell? The answer is Dwight Powell. <laughs> Dennis just threw it off the backboard to Dwight Powell. <laughs> That was nasty. That was so great. Let's watch it again on the screen. Just a, oh! That is, hey, we're down by 20, Dennis. and we're going to have some fun. That's what's up. That's impressive. You're down 20, and you're throwing it off the backboard to, to the third highest played player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, oh, do, do your question again. Oh, yeah, who's going to get paid more this offseason, Pat Connaughton or Yogi Ferrell? Ah. Uh, that's super tough. I'm kind of feeling like Yogi's not going to be on the Mavs next year. Don't say that. I'm, I feel like Yogi's going to get priced out of Dallas. 
unless the Mavericks don't make any moves, get it, you know, and still have that cap spin. Somewhere else. Okay. It could happen. He's restricted, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's restricted this summer, so. <laughs> That's a great question. I I don't really know too much about Connaughton, but I would get my guess would be Yogi. Because Connaughton's not a point guard, right? He's like he's like an off guard too. Like Yogi, how much are back backup point guards really paid though, you know? Yeah, I was I, I wrote a piece today about uh wet you know, trading for Wes Matthews and I uh, went through all the different players and, and trades that have you know had a first round pick in them. And one of them was was Ricky Rubio, and so I went to I went to Ricky Ru Ricky Rubio was traded straight up for a first round pick, and uh, if if first of all if that can happen, West Madison can definitely be traded for a first round pick. As I went through those, I was like, man, I really like it. It taught me a lot going through all those. Just saying, this is the this is what all the teams value first round picks, you know. And so I went through it, and I was like, Portland, yeah. Definitely. Who did they even start at three tonight? Oh, they did start Harkless. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that would be that would be super helpful for them. Especially since Ed Davis just killed the Mavericks tonight. <laughs> that seems to be it. Yeah. But anyway, so the idea was that he could be traded for a first-round pick, and I, I think it could happen. But I was going through the point guards, and I was like, man, there is actually a, a lot of teams without solid point guards. It feels like there's a lot that have them, but there's a, a good, like, seven or eight teams that still don't have, like, a steady point guard yet. Or even, like, a, a De'Aaron Fox or Dennis Smith Jr. That, like, or Alonzo that is their point guard, you know? I mean, and even, even the Lakers, like – the Lakers don't have a backup point guard at all. They have Caruso that's been their best point guard. <laughs> so, all right, well, this game's about 20 seconds to the end. The Mavericks are looking like they're going to lose by at least 10. Uh, and this has been Fourth Quarter Theater. And listen to the, the next part of this podcast for when we get to the West Matthews to the Western Conference trades. And we will be back again tomorrow because day four of our deadline dash we're going to keep doing pods every single day until the trade deadline, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Kind of boom. Keep listening. All right, and now we are going to go through our Wes Matthews for a potential first-round pick trades for the Western Conference. We already did the Eastern Conference yesterday, as I mentioned earlier. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed fourth-quarter theater. Let's get right into it, Isaac. First team up, the Denver Nuggets. I think with Gary Harris, I, I just don't think they're interested in Wes Matthews. I got something for Denver. Okay. Give, give me because, your thing. They have their own because, pick from now until forever. So <laughs> Now until forever. I think he would be an upgrade over uh, Wilson Chandler at three. Okay. So I have Wilson Chandler, Hernan Gomez, and a first rounder for Wes. Interesting. Uh, so would you take on another year of Wilson Chandler at, I think, around 12? Oh yeah, from the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's okay. a bad, I don't think that's a bad deal for the Mavericks. I'm I'm wondering. He doesn't if, like Hernan Gomez doesn't play. Yeah. So you're pretty much paying a first round pick for an upgrade over. Interesting. Wilson Chandler. 
I'd have to ask some Denver people about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I'm the Mavericks, I'd definitely do that. I mean, I'm interested you, in her not going. Would you say Wes is a upgrade over Wilson Chandler? Yes, I think. But we might. Yeah, value, I do too. We might value him too much. That's true. That's true. Oh, we overvalue. I'm not, I'm not as confident in that. <laughs> we one. overvalue him just like Donnie Nelson does. <laughs> also, let's preface for anybody that's, that didn't listen to our podcast yesterday. Uh, Mark Stein came out with a uh, a tweet that said it would take a first round pick to get him because Dallas sees him as one of its culture setters. But league sources say that the Mavs would part with Wesley Matthews before the February eight trade deadline if they can get a first in return. So we're taking that rumor, we're applying it to every single team in the league. We did all the Eastern Conference teams on yesterday's podcast. And today we're doing all the Western Conference teams to see if they even have a first-round pick or to see you know who the Mavericks could potentially get. We got some really good ones with Cleveland, Indiana, uh, some of the other good ones that we had yesterday. Philly, Philly is one that we're really interested in looking at. So, so go check out it, that podcast. It, and uh, well, We explained it a little bit more in that one. And it's important to note we're not saying Dallas should trade Wesley Matthews. We're, we're, just, we're taking the rumor. Mark Stein, respected reporter, especially in Dallas, you know, tweets that out. We're taking the rumor, playing the hypothetical game of saying if Dallas does entertain trading Wesley Matthews for a first-round pick, what could be the potential options? That's what we're working with. These are deals that they could potentially do. Yeah. All right, so Denver, you went through that. Uh, it's interesting. I, I would have to ask some people how, how much Denver values Wilson Chandler, but I think that would be an upgrade for them. You put, You could even – I don't know if you could play. You couldn't play Wes and Gary Harris as your two guys in, yeah, you could. in the backcourt. No, no, no. Without no, a no, point. I'm at the two and three. Yeah. Without a point, I don't know if you could do that. But it could be kind of interesting. But Murray, Murray, Harris, Wes, Millsap, and Jokic, I like. Ooh. The uh, Golden State Warriors couldn't come up with a deal. I really wanted to try to just to see if we could get, just to see if we could get all, all three of uh, Steph, Clay, and, and Wes on the floor at the same time. But, uh, I have no clue what to think about that. Watch out for Pat McCall, though. Sneaky, uh, restricted free agent that I think somebody could go get. Is he even Hint, sneaky anymore? I, I feel, like, everybody, I feel like everybody's mentioned him. I, he's sneaky because we don't like think about him when we think about the Warriors. Like When I think of restricted free agents or restricted guys that could be traded, we're talking about Rodney Hood, Jabari, Gordon, Randall. You know, Julius Randle. Like, I'm thinking of those dudes. Like McCall is the sneaky one that I feel like some people don't think about that the Warriors would actually trade him. Maybe it's just because I'm a, I'm a Mavericks writer, but I, I do think about him. Well, I do too. I, I wish Dallas could uh, take a swing at him for sure. And he's his, his not been playing so well this year, so his, his value is a little diminished, which I think could be sneaky good for the Mavericks too. I wish Golden State had a bad contract that they needed to shed know, that they could call Dallas so and say, stupid. we'll give you this contract, but we'll attach McCall with it. Best team in the league, four all-stars, and they don't even have one bad contract. Yeah. Which is probably the reason why they have four all stars because none of their contracts are bad. <laughs> like yeah, because they have a, like ten million one year contracts. Yeah, right. That's a causal phrase. So the Houston Rockets, uh, it'd be real hard to see him go to Houston. Yeah. I just don't think they could do it. Uh, and they only have their first round pick if it's one through three. Uh, could that even? I don't even think could, that could happen at this point. They have too many wins. No. It's yeah. just like let's say they lose the rest of the way. I don't even think they could keep it. They'd have to, yeah, yeah. They'd have to not make the playoffs and then hit the lottery luck. The Clippers. I also didn't think that there was a deal there. They have their own pick this mm. year. No, I don't have anything for they, the Clippers. There's such a weird like amalgam of like talented guys, but then also like 
Yeah, I just don't know where they're at right now. They're yeah, right in the ex- line of exactly. Do we keep everyone and compete? Do they blow it up? So oh, it's just where they've been their entire existence. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers, there's no deal there. They already have KCP, who they kind of view as the same as Wesley Matthews. That's not even close to true, but that's kind of what they think. So uh, the Grizzlies, they're not going to give up their own first, <laughs> and uh, and I don't they think they're on their 2019. I don't think they can because their 2019 goes to Boston, so you'd be looking at like if it's if it later. it goes to Boston if it's nine through thirty, and they wouldn't give a one through eight pick to the Mavericks for Wes. No, so no. All right, the uh, let's see. The next team would be the Minnesota Timberwolves. We already sort of talked about this on the pod yesterday, but let's just go ahead and flesh this completely out. Um, so your deal would have been. Gorgie Jang and they own OKC's first round pick next year, 2018 pick. So Gorgie Jang and OKC's first for Wes Matthews. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think it could work. For Minnesota, whether you bring Wes off the bench or you start him one, you kind of interchange him with Taj Gibson depending on who you play. Let's say you play a team like Golden State or something like that in the playoffs. You get the luxury of rolling out a lineup of wing defenders with Wiggins, Wes Matthews, and Jimmy Butler. I don't think there's a better defending wing trio than those three guys right there. You're, and I know you're okay with taking Gorgie Jang's contract for the next four years? No, no, no. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying that would be a type of deal like – would Dallas do that? It all depends on how you view Gorgie, and I I don't know. I I'm, it's a long contract. That's <laughs> a what sixteen million I think a year for the next four years. It goes up a million every year, so it's fourteen this year, fifteen the next year, sixteen the year after that, and seventeen in two thousand twenty and twenty one. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, is is that worth it? Would you know? Is their draft pick? Is that OKC draft pick around like twenty five? I use twenty five all the time, but like. Around twenty five, be worth taking on Gorgie for the next four years. Is that essentially their Dwight Powell contract? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the way where it is right now. Uh, I I'm not sure I would want to do that with Gorgie Jang. That's too many years for me. That that is three extra years besides this this one year and the Mavericks. I don't know if they. Uh, no, 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 I'm not seeing it. <laughs> the Pelicans, though, are interesting to me. That's our next team. They own their own first-round pick from now till forever. They feel like a team that don't have any draft picks, but they do. They have all their they picks. They trade it every year, though. Yeah, but now they have DeMarcus Cousins and they have Anthony Davis, so it worked for them. Yeah, well, kind of. They got to make they the have playoffs. The, they have probably two, the two best bigs in the entire league. <laughs> And they start Rajon Rondo. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, all <laughs> positions aren't ideal. <laughs> they got to make the playoffs for us to say it worked, kind of. So, the only thing I think they could do, and I, I just wish they could they could figure something out, but it, it doesn't look like it, is take on Solomon Hill and Ashik, one of those two guys. Oof. And I, I don't know how Ashik's deal is still going on. Omer Ashik has paid ten and a half ten and a half million this year. Eleven million the next year, and then twelve million on a player option in the third year, which he is definitely picking up. Solomon Hill is paid twelve million this year, twelve and a half the next year, and then thirteen million the year after that. Solomon Hill, I might think about, but that even that doesn't make it work. So you have to try to throw Alexia Jinsa in there, maybe, which I think he even they even got a 
an injury. <laughs> they got didn't they get you can trade that injury uh what's it called? Exception or exception. Whatever. I think they can trade that with it. So you get Solomon Hill, that injury exception, and then the first. I don't even man, I don't know. I mean I wouldn't take Ashik at all. No, would have, I mean, but you could do Solomon Hill in the exception. Solomon right? Hill's rough because I, I've never been a fan of Solomon Hill, so I don't know. I tried with the Pelicans because, like, I think West would be a perfect fit in Cleveland. I think he would be a perfect fit in New Orleans. So good for them. Oh, it'd be but, so great to see Holiday West, the you know Davis and Cousins and whoever else more. I mean, Jameer Nelson, Rondo, even. I mean. I just I don't know how it would fit financially with the Pelicans in making that trade work. So they don't even have young like flyers that I would like. Like Frank Jackson, maybe. I don't know. Check Diallo, no. You're not interested in Josh Smith. Stop. <laughs> Jermaine Nelson. Tony they actually Allen, tried out Josh what? Smith already. <laughs> Oklahoma City. They I. It would be hard for them to do this because they own their first round pick if it's one through fourteen, but it. If it's fifteen to thirty, it goes to Minnesota, and so they just don't have picks. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a really good fit for them. But do you have any deals for them with some of their young guys? Maybe. Yeah, I do, and this would be the only type of situation to where I think Stein's report could like um, first round pick slashed slash two thousand like seventeen first round pick. Yeah, like a recent first round pick. Yes. So, for instance, Andre Roberson, Abreen, Abrinas, is that yeah, Abrinas, yeah. And Ferguson for Wes. Interesting. That would screw up their depth so much, but it would, it would make their their starting lineup really, really good. Yeah, I mean they're not very deep right now anyway, and I don't even know how much like Abrinas and Ferguson you're saying that that's they're such key parts. But and like I think it just comes down to, you know, is Ferguson taking the flyer on Ferguson worth taking on Roberson's contract? I think so. I think so. Horrible. No, yeah, I would definitely. I think I would do that. It's not that they're such integral parts. It's that they just don't have any players coming off their bench. Like their bench is just so diminished that Abrinas is like an integral part of their bench. Yeah. And and I mean, I would put put Salah. I would put Salah in the deal. You know, too. You would. (laughs) You would then turn your. We always want to send Salah to OKC. Because they need a backup big so bad, so then their yeah, bench, their bench would turn into Patrick Patterson, uh, Jeremy Grant, Ray Felton, Salah. I still have Josh Eustis. So, I mean, yeah. that's five players right there. I think they can make up Abrinas um, and Ferguson. And but. you know, West Paul George, you know Stephen Adams, and 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 Russ can play. You know, forty minutes a night in the playoffs. So yeah, I like that. West would be a great fit there also. Yeah, I would. I think I would do that deal. And I don't see Roberson. I mean, obviously Roberson's a minus on offense, but the defense, I mean, he's first-team all-defense, so it's at least something. He's at least semi-valuable. It's it's not like he's a Luol Deng, you know? Yeah. So, all right, moving on from OKC, we have the Phoenix Suns. Even nah. if you didn't – not to go back, but even if you didn't like Roberson – could you then turn around and flip Roberson to Cleveland for like Channing Fry? Oh yeah, let's do that. And then Cleveland gets a defender, can't shoot, but at least they need they need defense. And, and then, then you get an expiring contract, and you're out, you're off the contract. Yeah. Anyway, keep on going. Sorry. The Phoenix Suns. 
I don't see any interest there. I just don't no. think there's anything there. Portland, I really tried to get a deal done. Oh, I got one for Portland. I, they own their own first-round pick forever. I think if you do either the 2018-owned first-round pick or the 2019 and Evan Turner, just straight up, just flip them. Ooh, I don't like Evan Turner. Yeah, but you get the pick. I, okay. Portland, so I have four trades, four teams in my A group of okay. possibilities. Cavs and Pacers in the East. Minnesota was one of my other ones. And Portland's my fourth one. Mo Harkless. The expiring contract of yeah. Ed Davis and a first for Wes. I like Ed Davis. Uh, they mm, would Portland do that? Why would they not? Mo, Mo Harkless doesn't play right now. Yeah, yeah, they would do that. I to pair that. up with McCollum and Dame. Yeah, unless there was something there that you know, th- yeah, that Wes didn't want to come back or you know something like that. But I think that would, that would be so interesting. So Ed Davis is expiring, comes off your books. So you're pretty much taking on Mo Harkless for the next two years. Who's still an 10. interesting young player? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, not and a first washed. round pick in the you know in the low twenties probably. I like that one. Yeah, I like it. I'm good with it. What do you? So you're completely out on the Evan Turner, just flipping him. I just don't. I yeah, I don't want. I don't like Evan Turner that much. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it <laughs> uh, without being like blunt and mean about it, but I don't. He still do what three million, three more years? Yeah, he signed a four year, seventy million dollar deal. Oh, oof. yeah, woof. <laughs> See, I think Wes is better than him right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's I why I'm saying know. you have to flip it. You're taking on that contract, and you're they're sweetening the deal by giving you that first round pick. Yeah. That's All right, the Sacramento Kings, no interest. They're trying to get rid of some of their guys. <laughs> yeah, no. The Spurs are a team that I try to get a deal done. I just couldn't figure out a deal. I, they just have too many parts that I think are. Yeah, it's. Danny Green it's... is Danny Green is their version of Wes Matthews. Is it an upgrade if you got Wes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to try to throw a contract. I like together. Danny Green, but after his ten million, you got to try to find another five to. Seven million to make that work, and I, it's just hard to do. Yeah, and then the Utah Jazz are our final team, and they're they're not in a place that I put them in my piece a while back. As far as like a couple teams that could trade for Wes, and I, I switched on that. I would take them out now, just because at that time I was uh, you were unsure. Are they going to try to push for the playoffs if Gobert was going to come back and be healthy? I just think now, personally, I think I think that they're just going to give up on the playoffs and go for a draft pick. And we've seen rumors come out. It looks like it might be a fire sale at the trade deadline. You know, they have pieces now. If they want to get Wes and like as a tone setter, you know, to go with Mitchell bring and like back. all that stuff. Yeah, bring him back. Like they have the pieces. They have favors expiring at like twelve million. Um, they have Joe Johnson expiring at ten million. They have the Roddy Hood stuff. He's hitting restricted free agency. They they got pieces to make a, a deal for Wes. Um, it's just you would think that they're going the other direction. Yeah, which is kind of sad for them. I thought they could be a playoff team. I thought they could be a playoff team even before Donovan Mitchell's you know surgent yeah. surging and uh, and it's just not working out for him this year. It's just an off year. So. All right, there you go. Those are our trades. We have the Portland trade, the Minnesota trade, a couple, couple more interesting ones in there. 
Uh, New Orleans is a team maybe to watch out for. There's some there's some possibilities there for West Matthews getting uh, potentially a first round pick. Yeah, there. Here's the deal: like West is obviously not the player he was in Portland, and we can all agree on that. Yeah, pre pre injury, but he's also not as bad as what people think he is either. And we talked about on yesterday's pod. He is his position, his specialty is needed by every team in the league. Yeah, and, and those it, two things, he still does well. He still shoots the three well. He still defends well. He just tries to yeah. do a whole bunch of other things, and that what's, that's what makes him look not as good right now. Does he have a player option next year that's probably more than what he's worth at 18.6? Yeah, but it's not Joakim Noah. It's not a Mozgov. It's not yeah, – He's still a know. functional player. Yeah, it's not – By the way, even, did we find Joakim Noah? Did we find him? Well, where is he at? <laughs> What's up with these like ex bulls that's just taking absence away from the team? Gosh, they can't find Luol Deng, but nobody cares about it, so they haven't. No, nobody cares about it. Uh, Gibson's next, but no, oh, no, just... Taj, <laughs> Tibbs, uh, keep watch out for Taj. It would be similar to where, like, let's, you know, I brought up Isaiah Thomas on yesterday's pod. Like, even Isaiah Thomas at the point guard spot, you have to. He's a liability on the defensive end. You got to really try to put pieces around him strategically. So, Wes can fit with anyone and contenders, and even like lottery teams. If they wanted a tone setter, everything they want somebody to change their culture to come in and be a positive influence on their young guys, stuff like that. Like Wes is with that, and that's why Wes is so valued within the organization. Does Okay, let me ask you this. Before the Stein tweet, what percentage did you put at West Matthews getting traded? So I wrote I wrote a piece about, you know, Donnie Nelson yeah, yeah. taking taking Devin Harris and JJ Brea off the board essentially because of their veteran leadership. It's on I think it's pinned to my my Twitter right now at Nick Van Exit, but you can go read that. I counted the players that the Mavericks would openly trade, like that are that are that they're you know overtly like they were potentially shopping slash you know would definitely accept calls for, and I counted it at three and a half <laughs> or four and a half, and West was the half, and I, I think it was it was not fifty fifty, but maybe like 40, 60, 60 that they would keep him and 40 that if they got the, the the right, you know, deal with a first round pick or with a young player, you know, with something good enough that they would definitely trade him. Um, but it's, I think that they're just leaning towards keeping him. And, uh, but it just depends now that they've put this report out there. I think they're going to at least get more calls on him and, you know, yeah, the report was very interesting. We talked about it on the pod yesterday, some, but just, uh, just the fact that somebody that is so respected, there's a handful of guys that the Stein, Woj, Shams, um, you know, Chris Haynes, you know, McMahon, you know, those type of dudes that they're respected reports. That's something we will go off of. Um, some local reporters here in Dallas. I don't know if we'd really go off. We won't. We won't touch on. Yeah, like me and stuff. Isaac. Like we, if we reported something, we wouldn't go off of that. Like that's. unless we have a very very good source um but no like somebody like that like mark stein we're going to talk about and it's like you know that's legit stuff and so it did surprise me that it did come out because we know i don't like how much they love wesley matthews in dallas and that that they would even 
give a report to Stein that, yeah, we would trade him for a first-round pick because I think, and I said yesterday, I think they could get a first for Wes Matthews. And we, you could hear Nick and I on yesterday's pod go back and forth on whether Wes is worth a first-round pick. I think he is for a team in the, you know, low, mid-20s on up but or on down. But we'll see. We'll see what uh, comes about. It could mean a more uh, rumor-filled deadline, which is fun for us on the pod, fun for us you know, writing-wise too, that names uh, such as this. Because to be honest, I thought that Wes would be shut down like in rumors and like going into the deadline. I thought it would be, hey, you know, even if they thought they, you know, Wes is, you know, here, we like him here, blah, blah, blah. And it would just, all the rumors would just simply be focused on Nerlens, McRoberts, Salah, you know, those three right there. But we'll see. It could get uh, could get wild over the next two weeks. Maybe nothing happens. Uh, we'll see. We definitely will see. So enjoy this two-parter. Uh, if you didn't listen to the first one, go back yesterday. And, again, we are going to continue to do the deadline dash. This is day three. Day three of it. So we still got a whole bunch left. I think 12 more pods left after this one. We're doing pods every single day, weekends included, on up right into the deadline. So if Mavs news dropped during the day, you know that you're going to get a pod that night, probably or early the next morning. We'll keep you updated on every Mavs trade rumor out there, speculation stuff. We'll have fun with it like we did tonight. You'll get fourth quarter theater on game nights. <laughs> uh, we'll keep you updated on some trade talk around the league. So just know that you'll have a podcast every morning up until the trade deadline talking about everything. So, Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Peace out.